Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Learning is not simple. There are three important areas you need to think about. First, your foster child's abilities are where learning starts. Some children learn easier than others. However easily your foster child learns, he learns some things more easily than other things. Some assignments and subjects are easier and others are harder. Even if he is a very good learner, learning is hard work at times. Next, his attitude is important. Does he want to learn? Is he willing to do what he needs to do to get the job done? It comes down to this. Does he think he is important enough to work at it? Is his future important enough to him to bother learning? Learning takes self-discipline and hard work. It also takes an attitude that says, I am important enough to do what I have to do. Third, your foster child needs learning skills. Some of these skills help him pay attention and study. Some help him listen and try to understand. Others help him cooperate. Still others help him follow the rules. He also learns about what adults expect and about the rights of others. If your foster child has problems learning, look at his abilities, attitudes, and behavior. How do you think foster children fare with school and learning? Some do better than others. Still, they have more than their share of learning problems. Understanding this will help you as you think about your foster child. Here are some signs of learning and school problems. They will help you develop a learning plan for your foster child. 17. They often have trouble making choices and decisions. How many choices and decisions does your foster child make in a day? When you stop to think about it, there are a lot. He decides whether to brush his teeth and what clothes to wear to school. His choices include when to talk or stay quiet. He decides who he will hang around with and who he will avoid. Does what his teacher is saying make any difference to him? Will he get even with whoever he thinks got into his stuff? Almost everything in his day requires decisions and choices. Most signs of school and learning problems have choices and decisions as an ingredient. Give this some thought. Has he had a chance to learn what he needs to know? This does not have much to do with whether he can learn. Homework is a good example. Greg is 12 and in the 6th grade. He is not doing his homework. Is he lazy? Is he being difficult? Is he not doing it because he does not know how? Is it because he does not have a good place to do it? These are important questions but are not the place to start. Has Greg had a chance to learn to do his homework? Has he decided it is important? Can he choose a good place and time to do it? Has he learned how to start? Doing homework requires many choices and decisions. It is not common sense or something a child just knows. It is a mix of skills he has to learn before he has them. Think about problems your foster child is having. Is she having trouble with homework? Does she have problems with other children? Is it a hassle to get her to brush her teeth? Does she have problems listening and paying attention? What choices and decisions does she have to make? If she made better choices and decisions, would the problem go away? If so, this sign needs your attention. Especially for foster children, making good choices and decisions may be very hard. Their lives have not taught them much about making decisions. It is not easy for them to learn, make mistakes, and learn from their mistakes. The point is this. First help the child learn what to do and how to do it. It is not fair to insist he do it until he knows how. Children do what they know how to do. If there is a problem, they likely do not know how. This is true for making good choices and decisions. If the child makes bad choices, he likely does not know how to make good ones. Start by teaching him how to decide. Help him understand why it is important. Helping him understand why you think it is important is the key. Whether he buys in or not, understanding how you decide is a start. Maybe he will agree and maybe not. Helping him change his priorities can be slow and frustrating for both of you. 
18. They often cannot express their thoughts and ideas. Many things can lead to trouble expressing thoughts and ideas. Children get excited or upset. They find themselves in new situations. They have to deal with things they do not understand. Some children are more talkative and others are quieter. Some find it hard to write about things. Some can let you know what is on their minds from their facial expression and other body language. The ability to communicate varies a lot. For that matter, it varies for each child at times. Some days he can get his ideas across better than others. Does your foster child have more trouble communicating than other children? There can be several reasons. Ask yourself these questions. Has he had a chance to learn? Did anyone care what he had to say? At least, you will give him a chance. You care what he has to say. Your approach is to be patient, to teach, and to set a good example. Start by being a careful and interested listener. You ask, how was your day? He says, all right you then say, all right is one of those words I have trouble reading. It sounds like your day was somewhere between good and bad. If you will tell me two or three things about your day, it will be easier to tell how it really was for you. Was there anything you liked or did not like about your day? What worked well or not so well? Will you share a little detail? Another reason for trouble communicating is a part of human nature. Children think and feel a lot more than they can communicate. It can be hard to find the right words or put thoughts and ideas together. The child might think he is not smart enough to explain things. Even worse, he might believe it is not worth the bother. You say, knowing what you think and feel is important to me. It feels to me like you have some interesting thoughts and ideas. You either don't know how to say what's on your mind or do not think talking about it will make any difference. Maybe you think I will get upset or talking will make things worse. If you do not want to talk, I won't push. It would help me if I had some idea about what's keeping you from talking to me. Do you think talking might make things worse? If he says it will or does not say anything, let it alone. That was the deal. You said you would not push. Learning problems are connected. Trouble expressing thoughts and ideas can be connected to problems making choices and decisions. Think about it like this. The child has many thoughts and feelings. Which thoughts does he tell you about? Which feelings does he share? How does he choose? Deciding may be hard for him. Also keep this in mind. If he thinks you will not believe him, he will keep his thoughts and feelings to himself. Saying what is on his mind might not be smart. It could go like this. Did you do your homework? No. You then ask, why not? He says, it was too hard. I don't like school anyway. You now say, it doesn't matter whether you like school or not. You have to do your homework. The child has to wonder whether it might be smarter just to lie to you the next time. For what it is worth, he really did say the homework was too hard. This usually means he does not know how to do it. Not knowing how was a reasonable explanation. Also, it was the truth. He cannot do something he does not know how to do. 19. They cannot do many things others their age can do. This is a complicated sign. The main question is why the child cannot do things when others the same age can. Ask yourself and the child whether he had a chance to learn. Was his chance as good as other children got? For example, just because he has been to school does not mean his chance was as good as theirs. Most children have parents who help and encourage them. Also, children do not all get equal treatment at school. Children who are clean, well-dressed, friendly, smart, and like school get a better shake than those who do not fit the mold. Foster children seldom fit the mold. If your foster child cannot do things most children can do, several steps are in order. First, do not jump to conclusions. The explanation is more complicated than you may think. Anna cannot play games as well as most children. Here are some possible reasons. She does not know how. She does not enjoy playing games. She does not like the other children. She is ill. 
She does not understand the rules. She has a physical problem that keeps her from doing as well as the other children. She is afraid. Start to help by seeing if she will play with you. Now watch closely. You will get ideas and clues about what the problem is. Check them out. Here is the key. Think about what it is she cannot do. Does she have problems understanding? How does she get along with the other children? Does she pay attention? How are her coordination, vision, and hearing? Do you notice something else that may cause her troubles? Make a list of everything you notice. Make a note about any time or situation when a problem on your list is getting in her way. For example, she was cleaning her room. You noticed she tried to put everything on one shelf. She did not use all the shelves. What could this have to do with trouble playing games? You noticed she did better when playing with just one other child. Does she have a social problem? You also noticed she lost track of what was happening as she played. Does she have a problem understanding what is happening? You noticed she had trouble taking turns. She wanted to keep all the toys for herself. Does she have problems cooperating? Now think about her putting all the stuff on one shelf. Why only use one shelf? Maybe it has something to do with organizing things. Maybe she has trouble figuring out how to use space. She may have trouble keeping track of things. She has trouble organizing things. She does not understand and use space very well. Keeping track of things also is a problem. All these skills are used when playing. It now makes sense she might have problems playing games. It may not be a social problem at all. It may be a complicated learning problem that needs checked out. 20. They often do not understand assignments and what people expect. The most likely reason for this is easy to miss. It is because the assignment or expectation was not clear. Maybe it was not explained in a way the child could easily understand. This is usually the trouble if the problem comes up mostly with one teacher or with another adult. If the problem often comes up with several people, something else is going on. There are several possibilities. Put vision and hearing problems at the top of your list. Even if the teacher tells the child about the assignment, vision problems still need checked. Gestures, facial expressions, and other visual clues are important parts of listening and understanding. Even if the assignment was in writing, hearing is important. The teacher probably said something when giving the assignment. Other children may have made comments that could serve as clues. Anytime a child has learning problems of any kind, have his hearing and vision tested. Note that whispering and talking quietly do not adequately test a child's hearing. It is the same idea as simply looking at objects or pictures does not adequately test his vision. Maybe he did not understand because he was not paying attention. This could be because he did not think the assignment was interesting or important. Maybe he figured he would screw it up anyway. Children with low self-esteem often think there is little point in trying. Two other possibilities need some thought. He might have special problems paying attention. For example, he might have attention deficit hyperactive disorder, ADHD. This condition was discussed before. Be sure the child is seen by a psychologist to check this out. The child will be tested for other problems at the same time. The other possibility is harder to check. The assignment or what the teacher expects may be beyond the child's learning and experience. He has not learned what he needs to know to understand the assignment. This may be because his education was neglected. He may have serious mental or emotional problems. He just may not have the needed ability. Not understanding is complicated. Keep an open mind. You need to check out all the possibilities. Keep encouraging and supporting him while you check them out. The key is not to do anything he may read as blaming him. It is not his fault he does not understand. There is more to it than his being difficult and not cooperating. 21. They often do not understand what they read. This sign is an example of the last sign. The child does not understand when most children his age do. Not understanding what he reads is a serious problem. It can have several causes. 
vision problems go at the top of the list. For children in school, undiscovered vision problems are not very likely. Illness, difficulty concentrating and paying attention, not liking what is available to read, and finding the effort required a bit much also are possibilities. Here is the key idea. Not understanding what he reads has little to nothing to do with not trying, being lazy, or a bad attitude. These kinds of things could cause the child not to read, but they would have nothing to do with understanding or not understanding. When this sign is present, the child goes through the motions of reading. It just does not lead to understanding. If you give a child a page to read and he looks at all the words, he has gone through the motions of reading. You then ask a question or two and discover he does not understand. What is happening? Here is what to think about. Your first idea may be that he is not smart enough to understand. Maybe he does not know some of the new words. He may not know anything about the ideas or subject area. Any of these problems could cause him to have trouble understanding. They should be checked out. But the problem usually has little to do with these kinds of things. It is more likely he has not learned how to read. For school-age children, try this. Get a comic book and have him read it to himself and then have him read a page or so aloud. Ask a couple of questions or get him to tell you what happened in the story. Ask for a detail or two he could not get just from the pictures. If he can give you the details, he can both read and understand. The question only is what his reading grade level is. A psychologist or counselor at school can help with this. The goal then is to help him raise his reading level. If he is at least 9 or 10 years old and has trouble reading the comic book or cannot tell you what happened, he likely has a reading disability. It is possible he has never gotten reading instruction, has never been to school, and always lived with adults who cannot read. If this were true, you would know and could take it into consideration. A reading disability is much more likely. What is a reading disability? There are several kinds. They sometimes involve perception, the child sees what is on the page but has trouble making any sense of the marks and squiggles. The child may see things backward or upside down. He may be unable to track the line of print across the page. He may have problems keeping oriented on the page. A reading specialist can help define the problem and suggest ways to help him. Keep this point in mind. Children who can learn usually do learn. Youngsters who can read and understand usually do. If the child has a problem, just trying harder is very unlikely to do any good. 22 They often get confused. You will notice the sign in your foster child in a couple of ways. First, the child has trouble getting the story straight when talking about things that happened. He might leave out important details or get things out of order. He might not have the time element right or misread the motives or behavior of people. He is confused about what happened. The problem can come up in a different way. The child gets into trouble. He is surprised and does not understand. He may become angry, very upset, and then get into more trouble. It is like a confusing snowball. When it gets as big as it is going to get, the child has no idea what happened. He just figures he is in trouble again for who knows why. It is for sure he does not know. This sign can cause the child to get confused and can cause him to have behavior problems. He also may have major school problems because he gets as confused about what happens in class as he does almost everywhere he goes. Many children who have trouble getting along have this problem. This kind of difficulty is hard to diagnose and understand. The child may have more problems in some situations than in others. It is hard to predict. It can spill over into what he reads. He may get as confused about events in a book as in the real world. Your first step is to see the problem when it is there. There are many other explanations that are quicker and easier. It is easier to chalk the problem up to not paying attention, lying, not trying, and on and on. Youngsters do get confused, and for some, it is a serious learning problem. An example may help. 
Jerry is 15 and is suspended from school. The latest mess went like this. He had been doing well for almost three months. This was a long time for Jerry. It started one Thursday when he got into it with a teacher. She just cracked on me and gave me a detention. He was asked why she did this. I don't know. She doesn't like kids. She likes all the power. What happened? I wasn't doing anything. She just comes up and tells me I have to move. Why did she want him to move? Who knows? She just likes jerking kids around. A few minutes later, he went on. I don't have to take it from her and told her so. What happened then? I'm suspended aren't I? What does it look like what happened? No, he is not covering up, he really does not understand what happened. 23 trying harder does not lead to their work and skills getting better. This is very common for children with learning problems. If it goes unnoticed, and it often does, they finally get to where they just quit trying. This is most common for young people in high school. Children in the elementary grades often have the problem too. Blaming the child for not doing better is not uncommon. By the time he gives up, adults see him as lazy, having a bad attitude, and not trying. Think about this. Suppose you had tried for years to learn how to do something and could not learn to do it. Add to this people who keep saying, you are not trying hard enough. You just need to put forth more effort. You are failing, and someday you will wish you had taken advantage of the opportunity. How long would you keep trying? What would your attitude be? How would you react to those people? Maybe you are a saint, but most of us would probably do and say things we should not put in the book. It may be the youngsters who dig in and fight back are the healthy ones. The ones who passively keep trying may have another kind of problem. Whatever you think you would do, trying harder and still not succeeding is a big problem. What is wrong? Why is the youngster not learning, not succeeding? For his sake, the answer needs to be found before he joins the ranks of those who just quit. This is something worth thinking about. With some exceptions, children who do not do well in school are trying as hard as those who are doing well, those for whom school comes easier. It does not take as long to do homework if you know how to do it. It does not take as much effort to read assignments if you are a good reader. It is not fair. I spent two hours to get AD and others spent less than an hour to get Bs. I quit. Can you think of other examples? The point is that any time your foster child is not learning, help him find out why. It likely has little to do with anything that will improve just by trying harder. 24 They do some assignments very well and others very badly. This sign can be hard to spot since it goes against the way most people think about learning and achievement. Any child might have a bad day, get a bad grade, or just not do very well. This sign gets at something a little different. Here is the point. Youngsters' performance and achievement are fairly consistent over time and across the board. If a child gets A's and B's in some subjects, it is unusual for him to get D's and F's in other subjects. Here, we are talking about basic subjects such as science, English, history, math, social studies, and the like. Subjects such as music, physical education, and shop sometimes do not show the same pattern, although they usually do. Getting D's and F's usually does not go with getting A's. If the pattern for the child is not consistent, there is often a problem needing attention. For example, Renee was in the 7th grade and was a good student. She always had trouble with math, but this year, she started failing math. Her other grades were fine. She was told she was not paying attention and was not trying hard enough. Also, math was just harder for girls or so the argument went. As you see, the message was to tell her it was her fault. Her foster parents did not accept these explanations and looked for other reasons. As it turned out, there were three problems. First, she was now in junior high and was a little overwhelmed. The work included some beginning algebra and she was afraid to ask her teacher for extra help. Next, 
she had a habit of being a little sloppy and was not keeping numbers and other symbols aligned on her paper. This was causing her to become confused. Finally, she believed boys were better at math than girls and thought she was just not a good math student. The result was failure. With a little extra help and some additional attention to neatness, her math grades went up to C's which was a big improvement. There may be many reasons for this problem. Some subjects emphasize reading more while others emphasize thinking and discussion. Some are more visual and others are more mental. Some add to knowledge and skills the child already has while others add new ideas and require new skills. When you see a big difference in how your foster child does from one subject to another, work with the child to figure out why. The real problem is likely not his fault. This sign also comes up with activities away from school. How well youngsters do most day-to-day -day things is usually consistent from activity to activity. Do not count exceptional talents such as music and playing ball. Be concerned if the child usually does average or above in most things and has a few things he does badly. What do the activities where he has trouble have in common? The child's trouble likely has something to do with one or more of the common elements. It might be eye-hand coordination, working in groups, getting organized, or something else. If you watch closely and give some thought to it, the problem can usually be spotted. This gives you a chance to give the child some extra help. It also gives you a chance to point him toward activities where the problem does not get in the way so much. You want him to spend most of his time doing what he does well. He needs success as much as he needs to improve his skills. 25 They often forget what to do or what people expect. Real memory problems are uncommon. Forgetting or not remembering to remember is very common. If it only happens once in a while and seldom involves important things, it is no big deal. It is a problem if forgetting is a regular reason for not doing things. It does get to a point when I forgot, is not just one of those things. It is tempting to accuse the child of lying or not paying attention. Either may be true. If so, they are themselves problems needing your attention. More likely are several other explanations. First, the child did not see the assignment or expectation as important enough to remember. He thought it did not matter that much. Dealing with this is not complicated. It also is a good place to start when you first notice the sign. Talk with your foster child about how important you think the assignment or expectation is. Stress with him how important you think it is for him to treat it as important. This often helps a lot all by itself. Also be sure you are not using I forgot, with him or others in the family over things they thought you were going to do. Remembering is a part of caring, respecting each other, and living in a family. For example, in our family, we remember to do our work. It is important. Your work is going to school and doing your school work. We expect you to do your work too. The next step is to be sure she understands what you expect. When you ask her to do something, have her repeat your request and briefly tell you how she will go about doing whatever it was. Take five minutes for her to explain her homework assignments and describe how she will do them. She might tell you, I will start on page 144 and read to the end of page 147. Also I will work the nine problems on page 201. The point is to be sure she knows what to do before you expect her to remember. The next step if the first ones do not work is to set some clear consequences for not remembering. You might say, you forget to do your homework a lot. I also know you often forget to clean your room. You say they are important but you do not act like they are. I want to make them a little more important. Here is how I am going to do it. We will work on organizing and scheduling things. You and I are then going to figure out what will happen each time you forget to do your homework or clean your room. There need to be consequences. What should they be? If we cannot decide together, I will decide for us. What do you think? Positive consequences for remembering are a good idea if you can come up with them. If you use a negative consequence, be careful. It needs to be mild. 
The point is to help the child remember and not to punish her for forgetting. It also needs to be something you can do daily if necessary and something you will remember. Your forgetting would itself be a problem. For example, saying she cannot be on the ball team is not good since it is too big. Also, it would punish her more than simply remind her. Here is the key. Keeping her off the ball team is not something you can do or not do depending on whether she remembers. She cannot be on the team only on the days she remembers. Once you have taken her off the team, you have played your only card. You need a little card to play each time she forgets. Along with this, you want her to start remembering and not just give up. That is why you need a little card you can play over and over as needed. You can help the child develop memory skills. Doing something the same time every day makes it easier to remember. Always doing activities in the same order helps. Making lists will help if there is a way to remember to check the list. For example, put her homework list where she studies. Having a set number of actions to remember makes it easier. For example, when you get home from school, you have four things to do before you have free time. Let the dog out. Change clothes. Have a snack. Do your homework. If your foster child's memory problems do not improve, a psychological examination is necessary. Also, if a child who has not had memory problems starts having them, he needs to be seen by his doctor. The rest of the signs in this section usually accompany one or more of the ones already discussed. It is important to think about the earlier signs and the suggestions as you consider those that follow. 26 They often do not follow instructions and directions. This sign usually is because the child did not understand the direction or just forgot. It likely does not have much to do with defiance or intentionally not cooperating. Be sure the child heard the instruction or has read the direction. Have him repeat it to you and tell you how he will follow it. This lets you know he got the instruction and understood it. Here is the key. You say, change your clothes after school. When he tells you how he will do it, some detail is important. When he gets home, what are the steps? He goes to his room. He takes off his school clothes. He gets out his after school clothes and puts his school clothes where they belong. He then gets dressed and goes on to his next activity. Almost any instruction can be put into a series of steps to follow. Also, most of the earlier discussion on forgetting works here too. 27 They do not pay attention to time and do not manage time very well. This is a complicated sign. It has as much to do with the example you set for your foster child as anything. Your setting a good example will help as well letting him know you think time is important. Whatever you do, it may be tough. His attitude about time and ability to manage time may be fairly set before he comes to live with you. Here is what you can do. Are you usually on time? Do things happen at regular times such as dinner time? Do you usually get everything done you planned for the day? When you tell him it will be a few minutes, does it really happen in a few minutes? Be sure you are setting a good example. Here are a couple more points. Doing schoolwork has a lot to do with time management. He needs to get to school on time and get to class on time after he gets to school. He needs to do schoolwork in the time he is given to do it and then turn it in on time. He needs to figure out how long work will take and pace himself so he gets it done. His problems usually are because of several things. Not seeing how long things will take is the most common. Getting better at this requires thinking about it, making estimates and seeing how they work out, and remembering how long it took the last time. Another common problem is not keeping at it, putting off starting, getting distracted, daydreaming, quitting before finishing, and other bad habits get in the way. This sign may be part of a more general learning problem, but it usually is not. It usually has mostly to do with bad work habits and not staying with it. Children who have trouble with time often spend more time fussing and getting ready to do something than it takes to do it. It helps if they learn to just start without worrying about getting ready, being sure they have all their materials, and so forth. Next, 
teach them to take breaks sparingly. Taking too many breaks is more often a problem than not taking enough. Also teach them to go on to something else if they get stuck. He should make a note to come back to it but go on for now. He just needs to be sure not to forget to come back to it. For example, if he gets stuck on his science, do the history assignment and come back to science. Even if he still gets stuck, at least he has his history finished. Another common reason is not knowing where to start. Teach him to start somewhere. If it turns out to be the wrong place, he can start again or at least know where to start the next time. 28 They get bad grades. A bad grade once in a while is no big deal. Even the reason for it is not very important if it only happens once in a while. Here is the important point. This applies to things like a single day's homework, a specific test, or individual assignments in class. It does not apply to grade cards or to whole subjects. They represent many grades over time. If your foster child gets a D or F on his grade card or always gets bad grades in a specific subject, he has a problem. Also think about this. What is a bad grade? It is not unusual to hear someone say, he could get A's if he wanted to. Here is the fact. Youngsters who can get A's by making a reasonable effort get A's. It is as simple as that. If he does not get A's, either he really cannot or it would take a superhuman effort. Some extra effort is good. If it goes too far, the good grade comes at the expense of other activities and at a very high cost in stress and pressure. The A is not worth it. Perfection can be given far too much importance. Keep this in mind. C's are average in most schools. Average children get mostly C's. If he is getting mostly C's or AC among the B's, let him know you think he is doing fine. A little pep talk to get him to hang in there and give it his best is okay. Any more pressure than this is a bad idea. It can actually make things worse. Bad grades are D's and F's. If the child is getting bad grades in one or two subjects or in most subjects, there is a serious problem. First, suspect a reading problem. There usually is one. Next, consider the full range of possible learning problems. Keep looking until an answer is found. When you see the sign, it is unlikely it is the youngster's fault or that he can do anything about it by himself. If someone tells you he just needs to try harder, find someone else who really can help you and the child figure out what's wrong. 29 They do not ask for help or let others help. This sign may be more likely seen with foster children than with most youngsters. Why? Their life experiences may have taught them asking for help is a bad idea. They may not have gotten any help. If they did, maybe it was not helpful or it may have been unpleasant for them. You should already know. You would have known this if you had listened and paid attention. I am tired of your bothering me. Also, the youngster may see asking for help as a sign of weakness or failure. This is not unusual for children whose self-esteem is low. Too much help also can be a problem. Will you show me how to work this problem? This is a good time to get into the ideas and concepts associated with math. Let's start back a few pages to see if you have everything up to this point. When adults try to help, especially with school work, they often try to give more help and take much more time than the child had in mind. He may want some help but may not want to spend an hour and sit through a lecture to get it. For some children, the problem is not knowing how and when to ask for help. If they ask, they don't know how to accept and use the help they get. Here are some tips that often work. Let him know you are interested. Ask what he is studying, what they did in school today, what he thinks about what he learned in social studies. You are interested in him and in what he is studying. Ask him to tell you about what he reads. Get him to show you how to work a math problem or what the point of an experiment is. Get used to talking about his school work. If he is having a problem, say, you are having trouble with that. If you want, I will help you with it sometime. Do not offer to help right then. If he has not asked in a day or two, ask, 
Did you figure out how to do the assignment we were talking about? If he says he has, ask a question or two to be sure. If not, ask what his plan is to learn what he needs to learn. Also keep this in mind. Only give as much help as he wants and can accept. If he misspells a word and asks for help, tell him how to spell it. Dictionary lessons can come later. He asks how to work a math problem. Simply work the problem while he watches. Start by giving him the help he wants in the way he wants it. As time goes on, it will get easier. Later, you may first check to see if he wants to look up the word or have you explain how to work the problem. Another group of youngsters have trouble with this sign. They are the ones who are too into being perfect or are unusually strong-willed. As you work with these children, the problem usually is their negative or angry reactions. Push just a little but a fight is not good. Say, your reaction to my trying to help is a problem. I am going to try to help anyway. If you want to react so badly, go for it. Learning to accept a little help is about as important for you as what you need help with. Just remember your success will come through trying to help and then trying again. Helping your foster child is a slow process and not a reason to go to war. 30. They have trouble accepting or dealing with criticism. Children who are hyperactive or suffer from attention deficit hyperactive disorder, ADHD, have a lot of trouble handling criticism. They tend to be emotionally high-strung and overreact to things. They also are more likely to receive criticism and negative feedback from adults. All this adds to their frustration and stress to make it harder for them to handle criticism. They may experience criticism much like everyone else. They just do not hide their feelings as well. Children who need to be too perfect also have trouble with criticism. For them, even a small comment or suggestion may be hard to handle. They see it as an attack on them personally. If their work is not perfect, they see it as totally wrong. You might see one of these children destroy all the work he has done on a project if someone finds fault or suggests a way of improving it. It is perfect or it is junk. This would be the extreme, but degrees of the problem are not uncommon. Foster children often have special problems with criticism. It may remind them of when they were abused or other bad things that happened to them. The child may think your criticism will be followed by violence or something else bad. For him, criticism may be something to fear. Here is the point. If a child can handle criticism, he can manage almost any problem, including most learning problems. He accepts and follows tips and suggestions. If he cannot, helping him is tough no matter what his problem is. Talk with him about the problem. Try to see how criticism feels to him. See what he thinks and feels when someone criticizes. Until you and he get past the problem, it will be hard to help, hard to deal with anything. This is the bind. Talking with him about the problem is itself criticism. You are criticizing how he handles criticism. This might work. You have me in a real bind. I have experience and know some good stuff. I learned most of it by doing things wrong and making mistakes. Here is my problem. Sometimes I see you learning the way I did. I see you are doing something wrong or in a way that doesn't work very well. I think it would be easier for you if I told you what I'd learned, but when I do, you get upset or bent out of shape. That makes me feel like why bother? Should I say something or just let you learn the hard way? 31. They always have excuses for not doing well. This point is easy to miss. When children always have excuses for not doing well, the excuses are usually exactly what are causing the problem. They are usually right. They say they did not know what to do or did not understand. They say they forgot to do their work or say they thought they had done it right. They say they did not hear, and on and on. After a while, their excuses wear thin. It is easy for adults to get frustrated and just react. A better reaction is to take the youngster at his word. It is probably the truth. Listen to his excuse. Say, I believe you. What you told me is exactly what happened. 
I also want you to learn the difference between an excuse and a reason. A reason is an explanation. An excuse makes it sound like it was okay. You're not doing well is not okay. Now that we understand the reason, we are going to figure out a way to keep it from happening. Now, you say you did not do well because you did not hear the assignment. Let's talk about how to be sure you hear and understand assignments. Just be sure you stay calm and focused on the reason. It is a problem to solve and not an excuse for you to blame the child. 32. They usually think not doing well is someone else's fault. This is an example of the last sign. Thinking it was someone else's fault is an excuse. After talking about the difference between excuses and reasons, you might say, you think the reason you did not do well is your teacher's fault. Tell me how it is her fault. That is a good problem for you and me to solve. In another situation, you say, let me see if I understand. Your friend Joe mouthed off to you in the hall between English and social studies. This got you in a bad mood. Also, some kid was in your seat when you went into the room. This got you even more upset. You were telling him to get out of your seat when Mr. Miller came in. He got on your back, and that was too much. You said some things and he said some things and you ended up in the office. It went downhill from there and you are now on suspension. Do I have it right? The youngster says, you have that right. It was Joe's fault. You then say, whose fault it was does not make much difference right now. The people at school think it was your fault. It doesn't really matter. Here is the problem. Whose ever fault it was, you are the one with the problem. Let's think about the reasons why you now have a problem and figure out how you can manage and control things differently next time so you do not end up the goat. Of everything that happened, is there one thing that may not have been your best choice? Is there somewhere in there where you had a better choice if you had thought of it at the time? 33 They have to have an adult standing over them to be sure their work gets done. This can be a sign of several problems. The most likely is that the child has gotten used to only doing his work if an adult is standing over him. Someone has taught him a very bad habit. Self-discipline, self-direction, responsibility, and the ability to work independently are learned. Your task is to teach him skills and habits he should already have but does not. Another possibility is a need for structure, support, and help. The adult standing over the child is likely to offer suggestions, help keep him on task, and help him organize his work. It seems like the child needs constant supervision but the real need is for help. Another reason is a little different. Because of hyperactivity, attention deficits, or other learning problems, the youngster just cannot settle down and do the work. If these causes were there, he would have other problems you would notice. Whatever the cause, the child's need for adult supervision is real. If you watch, here is what you will notice. He can work alone for short periods. Maybe he can work alone only for 10 minutes. Maybe he can only handle 3 minutes to begin with. Keep shortening the time until you find an amount of time he can work without you watching him. It will take a lot of patience but is nothing to get upset about or frustrated over. If you do, quit for a few minutes. Say, I need a break. How about you? If you want to teach the child to work independently, positive rewards work best. Start with an amount of time short enough to be sure he succeeds easily. If there are not other serious problems, 10 minutes usually works to start. Say, if you stay with it for 10 minutes right now, you can quit whenever you want after that. The positive reward is getting to quit whenever he wants. You worry he will not get his work done. He probably will not. It likely will be some time before he finishes an assignment. Learning to do it himself is the first order of business, unless you want to stand over him for the next 10 or 20 years. Increase the time slowly. 5 minutes a week usually works, but go back to a level where he can succeed if he fails 3 or 4 days in a row. Have 1 hour of working by himself as your goal. Do not take it past 1 hour. By then, 
he is on his way to accepting the responsibility himself. 34 They feel teachers have it in for them. First, consider that it may be true. At least, the child believes it is true. That is a good place to start. Do not start by telling her it is not true. She will only see you are unwilling to see her side of things. You are just like those teachers who are against her. Also, children who are doing well in school almost never have this complaint. Even if they sometimes do, it does not keep them from doing their work. It may be human nature to feel a little put upon at times, especially when the child has been criticized or did not get something she wanted. Think about this. An adult gets reprimanded at work or does not get a job he thought he deserved. Do you think you would hear him say this? The people at work are always reasonable and fair. I had the reprimand coming. I appreciate their honesty with me. I am a better person for it. Children usually handle these kinds of things better than adults but even they have their limits. This may help. Say, okay, the teachers have it in for you. You have told me they are not doing anything specific, but you can tell. Maybe they just don't like kids or at least some kids. They have their favorites and you are not one. You are not going to play up to them. Have I got it right so far? You then continue, they have it in for you, and it keeps you from doing well, from getting the education you tell me you want. Here is the part I do not understand. As angry as you are, it surprises me you are going to let them win, let them stop you from getting an education. It looks like you would fight back. Do you know how to fight back, how to win? Listen to see if his ideas would help or make things worse. Likely he will have no idea. You then say, I have some ideas but I think you would rather be angry and lose. I wonder if you have what it takes to win. What do you think? If he chooses to quit, it was worth a try. His problem goes far beyond feeling picked on. A psychological evaluation and counseling are needed. 35 They often disrupt the class or the activities of others. Adults usually see this as a discipline problem and sometimes it is. It is usually a sign of learning problems. Think about the child's behavior. Now ask yourself this question. Have you ever seen a child who is doing well in school act like this on any regular basis? Here is the typical argument. If he would just settle down and behave, he would do better in school. Here is the more important point. If he did better in school, he would behave better. Almost always, the learning problem came first and the behavior problem last. Why does he misbehave? He may have a behavior disorder that needs special treatment. This is so likely, it always needs checked out. Even if he does not have a behavior disorder, it is nearly certain he has a serious learning problem. Listen patiently to the people at school as they tell you about his behavior. Make the point with him that he should behave better. Giving him little rewards for good days may help. Still, find out what his learning problem is. Also, a psychological evaluation and an assessment by a learning disabilities specialist are important. Doing any more about the behavior problems before the evaluations are done is not a good idea. Just getting on him and pushing him to do better can cause the child more problems than he already has. This is a good rule of thumb. Until you understand his problems, do not try to fix them. 36 They do not make any effort to cooperate and get along. This sign is close to the end of the school and learning line for the child. He has quit. Children usually do not reach this point until high school but it can happen to younger children. They get failing grades, are punished, and often are suspended and then expelled. Along the way, they are likely to pass through juvenile court and often end up in foster homes, group homes, or institutions. Here is the point to understand. This sign is an outcome and not the original problem. How did it start? Usually it started as a learning problem the child should have gotten help with. Is there no hope? There is if everyone working with the child understands two things. First, the underlying trouble is a long-standing and serious learning problem. It needs treated. 
Next, understand that the child's cooperating and trying to get along makes little difference for him. When he was younger, he likely tried. By now, not bothering to try makes sense. How hard do you think you would try if you failed almost every day of your life? Helping starts with being honest with the child. Say, I think you have a learning problem. I want to try to help. Let me be upfront with you about this. If I were you, I would probably laugh at anyone who says she wants to help. You have heard that story before. Also, I don't think I would be much interested in trying if I had your experiences with school and learning. I cannot give you any guarantee. I am just offering to try. Can we talk about it? 37 They skip school a lot. Let's assume this is not because of a medical or physical problem and is not due to a severe emotional or mental illness. Often missing school is the step beyond not caring. The young person only goes to school when someone makes him go. He might go if he has nothing better to do. He thinks almost anything is better. Skipping school finally leads to dropping out or getting expelled. By now, you see how it works. Learning problems keep the child from being successful at school. He tries but does not succeed. Over time, learning problems turn into behavior and attitude problems. These lead to severe stress and very low self-esteem. These problems lead to not caring and often to dropping out. Here is the sad truth. At each step along the way, it was easier to blame the child and hold him responsible than to understand and help. At least, this will not happen to him at your home.
music by Kevin McLeod.